Welcome to Horror Struck. Your angel. Let's see my. He's right here. My little you, angel baby. You're a small screen. I don't know how to make the screen a big screen. I don't know. I mean, I could <laughs> hold him. Sorry. <laughs> he's oh. He's beautiful. Oh, I love him. Thanks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fuck this boy up. He's not done. I was going to say, he looks too pretty. He's beautiful. I'm not going to fuck him up too much. <laughs> good, 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 good. Sorry, I'm just really proud of him. It looks really good. You did a good you. job. I'm surprised so much detail came through. Anyway. Hi, welcome back to Horror Struck. Hi, thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, man. Long time no talk on this platform. Yeah, the this has been... Um, fun to navigate with all the the strike stuff going on yes but we found uh, a movie that we're allowed to talk about thank you screen australia for maybe helping and paying your actors and writers who knows anyways yes the new independent horror film from a24 is out and that is talk to me yay highly anticipated movie this has been for this year mm -hmm. i think when was South by Southwest? Because I think that's where it premiered in the U.S. South by Southwest was in May. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Was like last head. summer, so it's been a while. Yeah, because I think its official release date is twenty twenty two, but it's at least its festival premiere date. Its actual like theatrical in the U.S. release date is uh, yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, was I don't even know what today is. Today's the thirtieth. Uh, it came out on the twenty eighth. Yeah, it released on Friday, like movies do, and we went to go <laughs> see it, like we do. Our we job, do, we do, we yeah. do. Did you? Do, do. Did you end up getting to go with people? No, I was going to go with um one of my friends, but then he ended up having to like take an impromptu trip to Florida. And I am going still to go see it with our other friends who will be here from Hawaii at some point uh, this week. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go see it again with them. I just wanted to see it now for myself and also for you and our entire audience first. Yes, I went with my friend Brandon. Or I guess I should say our friend Brandon. Yes. And he opted out of doing a review with us, but that's okay. We don't need him. He's saving himself for Bram Stoker's Dracula. I understand, aren't we all? So uh, I guess that's a nice little hint uh, ahead of time for whenever the strike is over, uh, we will be reviewing <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, Apparently a psychic but... predicted that the strike will last until September. So that's what I've decided is... Sure, if it's good enough for the psychic, it's good enough for me. That's that's what I'm feeling like. It's going to go through September. I would hope that it's not going to last as long, but I am worried. I'm a little worried because of how the executives have been talking openly. Like, imagine what they're saying behind closed doors. If out loud, they're just going, we'll let them all starve. Who cares? Or they're just like, let us chop these trees apart so no they one can have shade. That. Fuck them. I mean, they didn't technically get away with it, but they also only got like a $200 fine because of Not LA enough. County laws because it was their first infraction. So, yeah. I'm sure it won't be their last. Uh, nope. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Let's, let's praise some independent horror. And yeah. that is... Of course, talk to me. Light the candle to open the door. Blow it out to close it. Put your hand on it. Now say, talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, this movie is directed by uh, 
two guys who got their start on YouTube. Uh, Raka Raka was their channel name. Uh, what's their name, Riley? We just spent literally a couple minutes trying to make sure we get the pronunciation correct. And we've discovered that a lot of interviews do not say the names of the interviewees beforehand. I think we're probably guilty of that, too, except we're an audio podcast, so maybe we're better at it. But I've decided I am saying their names right. And they're Danny and Michael Philippou. And if that's wrong, I'm sorry. I think you're correct. And to be fair, when we have guests on, we always have them introduce themselves. That's true. We just never introduce ourselves. And they sit there the whole time going, who the hell am I talking to? But it's fine. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Were you, speaking of YouTube, were you familiar with their channel and like their short films and comedy horror stuff that they'd been doing for a decade? No. I think YouTube is so massive that I think it is very fair to not know every single notable YouTuber. Yeah, that's true. There's a ton of like notable original YouTubers that I have no idea I've never watched or heard of. Um, And these guys are apparently some of them. Also, if they were popular, like back when I was afraid of horror stuff, I'm sure I would not have come across them regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, too, where I I really think about it with YouTube is that it's so expansive and so massive that just because there are certain people, there are certain people you follow, um, other people are not going to know those people. Like, it surprised me even after all of the drama with the Try Guys. And I'd be like, oh, I watched this Try Guy video. And people are like, who are the Try Guys? I'm like, you know, the guys from that SNL sketch. Yeah, you know, they're the guys who try stuff. Uh, Not to cheat on their wives. And they do bad. But yeah, this movie is about Mia, who is a teenager who lost her mom two years before the start of the movie. She is dealing with the grief around her mother's passing especially since um when the main story starts it is the remembrance day for her mom's passing and she has one very very close friend who has a brother and she's Mia's kind of um entangled herself into the family um she's very much a part of their lives and she convinces her friend that they need to go try this new internet craze uh, which is called, I don't know if they call it Talk To Me. I don't remember what they call it, but they, if they call it anything. I have no idea. I don't think they ever referred to it as a street name. Yeah, so non-spoilers up top. Um, they end up going to the party. It is a game where you touch this porcelain hand and you say, talk to me, and you can talk to the dead. And then if you give them one further allowance you can have them come into you and possess you. But you can only let it happen for 90 seconds because if you pass that point, they can stay. And that is the premise of the movie. So what happens when, of course, that 90 seconds is exceeded um, and the effects on these teenagers? Oh, man. When you describe it like that, it sounds like every single other horror movie that has ever existed but they have such a great take on such a simple premise i think they did such a good job with like completely flipping that on its head it's it's really good spoilers for my opinions this movie is really (laughs) um yeah this movie is the plot is very simple and they keep it that way um Because it's about the teenagers dealing with something they can't comprehend. So I like the fact... um, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Um, This is not going to be your typical, like, let's uncover the mystery and go on the bing and look everything up and go travel around to different houses. It's them dealing with what's happening around them emotionally Mm -hmm. and how they are just not... They're teenagers. They're not ready. And also, I love that the directors of this, every time they're, I've watched a few interviews today, every time they were interviewed about it, they just said, yeah, this is just an analogy for teenagers doing drugs. Because let's be fair, if this existed, this hand thing existed, 
hell yeah, teenagers would go around doing this. And I'm like, yeah. This is, okay. So a lot of the time, movies that are like, quote unquote, elevated horror or movies that specifically like hone in and focus on the grief and trauma of it all usually have an or like an allegory to like alcoholism or drugs or whatever. This does not hide it from you at all. And I really appreciate that because it's also like (sighs) kids are dumb and they absolutely would do this. Like kids are, we would have done this enough to like, soak a tampon in vodka and then use it and and dumb shit like that to try and like get you high or drunk we absolutely would have done this you and i were using like ouija boards and all this other dumb stuff as middle schoolers especially if there's a high involved i would have been gung-ho to do it as a high schooler hell yeah yeah um i also really really like this movie i think it's pretty simple but i think it's very effective. I I just really try to think of how to state my feelings without spoilers. But the acting is phenomenal in this movie. It's so good. I love the fact that the directors decided not to. They could have had a big studio pick this up, but they opted off they opted to stay independent. And because of that, they got this control over who they were going to cast so you get all these people that like for the most part you haven't really seen before Mm -hmm. uh so it's just really exciting and i think all the actors work really well together i um the lead actress uh what's her name is it sophia wild sophie wild sophie wild close uh she's amazing her performance in this is the same feeling I felt coming out of Midsummer and seeing Florence Pugh for the first time on screen, where I was just like, this lady is going to be huge. And I cannot imagine Sophie Wilde not. She's incredible. Especially with the success of the film. Absolutely. And her performance is really dynamic as well, because she has to... She takes us on a whole journey and she's not only playing (laughs) herself because obviously in a possession movie, there's going to be some possession and some ghosts uh, inhabiting some bodies. And it is some of the like genuinely most scary possession scenes that I've seen in a while. This entire movie is very, very tense. I was wound so tightly during the majority of this film. I... The scares that they do are they do them very well. I it the whole movie just looks really good. I think the only like sort of complaint, but not really, is I think the not the very, very ending, without saying what it is, but the the ending sequence involving the road. Yeah. Uh I couldn't I th- I think they were doing it on purpose. I couldn't quite follow it, but it also felt a little anticlimactic. But I liked how the the movie ends, like mm-hmm. ends. Um, but I'm glad because they also said they they had a whole sequence which was like full of like CGI and all this stuff, and they ended up cutting it or cutting back because they were like, "Nah, this looks weird." So it is very grounded, and I do respect that. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I wanted that little last bit to be a little more climactic, but it was still good. I think I understand what you're saying. And I don't disagree, but I understand like, yeah, the the disorientation of it all, but it does kind of make you a little bit more aware that you're watching a movie for that moment. It's like the entire time, I was completely yeah. on it, and then there is an ending sequence before the vi- final shot that's a yeah. little muddled, but the final shot of this movie yeah. um, completely shattered Ooh. me. So I I have so it. many I have so many questions coming out of this movie um, that we'll talk about in the spoiler um, section. Do you have anything else to say, non spoilery? Um. 
The only other thing I have to say in terms of casting is I love when they cast a little trans non-binary guy and then don't make a point of being like, this guy is our trans character. I appreciated that. And I, I have seen Zoe Tarakis in some other stuff. And they're always really good. If you watch Australian shows, they're in Wentworth and they're in a movie called um, Ellie and Abby and Abby's Dead Aunt. And they're really good in both of those things. So if you're cool and trans, good job. I know that they are, uh, there's, there's so much now. They're definitely, they got cast in something in the Marvel Universe, but I don't remember what the it was. Marvel Universe? Yeah, they're they're going to be in a Marvel film. Oh my god. Um, I don't know who they're playing or what movie they're in or like which character they're attached to. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, good for them. Make that money. Make yeah. that Marvel money. Good job. Um, They'll play around on a big green screen set. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think that's going to be all of my thought, non-spoiler thoughts. Yes. Um, go see it. Yeah, go see it. It's like an hour and a half. It's a uh, oh, the pacing is wonderful. By the way, there, just one more. Yeah, thing. if you can't stand violence or blood, this might not be the movie for you. Um, so I do not think this is a general public per se kind of film. Um, because there are some horror films that I think a lot of different people can see. I don't know if this is necessarily it because there are some triggering things in it. But uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably a horror fan. Go see the movie. Yeah. You will love it. It's a yay. Two, two thumbs up. Four thumbs up. <laughs> Four thumbs up. Four thumbs up. Okay, and now we're going to go into spoiler territory. So if you have not seen the movie yet and you do not want to be spoiled, you should get out of here. Leave. Get out. <laughs> um, oh my gosh okay so let's talk about okay the the hand and the lore of this movie or should i well, let me give a quick spoiler summary okay. um so everybody is caught up especially if you just don't care about spoilers and you want to hear about everything remind um, me what happened <laughs> so uh mia is dealing with the grief of her mother who died two years previously she convinces her friend um and then Oh, I should probably know their names so I don't get them Jade too mixed up. Is her friend and Daniel is her boyfriend. Thank uh, you. And then Riley is yes. the little brother. Is the little brother of Jade. So they all go to Does Riley No, Riley doesn't go that day. Does he? No, no he does. He does. He does. He does. Um They all go to a party where they're doing the hand thing. Uh, Mia decides she's going to be the first one up. Um, it is pretty intense. Uh, she goes over her 90 seconds only by a little bit. And then um, the whole movie is just her dealing with her grief. And like she wants to keep having this high of the hand. And so everything really starts to go wrong when they invite the people over who are in possession of the hand to like come over to jade's house we're having a party just us let's have some fun hand time do some hand stuff uh, <laughs> and then it goes terribly wrong because the little brother uh channels the dead mom and then mia will not let him stop he goes over his time and he is no longer possessed by the mom but probably a demon and almost kills himself by bashing his head into various desks and surfaces. Uh, it's not great. And so the whole movie is them trying to save him. And me at the same time is starting to see things because she's exceeded her time. And the whole movie ends with her realizing that they don't want the brother. Uh, the way she can end it is by ending herself. So she throws herself in front of traffic so she cannot be tricked by the demon ghosties. And... It's pretty dark because what's the last shot of the movie? Oh God, it's her on the opposite side of the hand. She's she is the hand. The, well, I don't know, but no, she she's is the hand. hand. She's um a ghost or a demon or something. 
yeah, so that was a very, very quick, 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 quick summary. Um, oh, man. Yeah, the hand itself is really interesting. Yeah, the the directors do have a whole mythology and lore around the hand that they decided not to get into in this movie because they were just like, it's going to get too complicated. The kids don't know what the hand is, so why should the audience? And I was like, fair point. I so, love that because this yeah. so easily could have turned into them like like the way that Sinister in the middle of the movie just completely shits the bed and is like, Let's do a bunch of research about why this is happening and go talk to professors. Like, I don't give a fuck. I care about the emotional journey these characters are going on. I don't need the backstory behind this creepy, like, ceramic hand. Thank yeah, if you're, didn't do that. if you're doing the character stuff well enough, we don't need an explanation. When the characters are kind of flat, I, I can understand. I actually think the learning the lore in Sinister helps the movie. No, um, because I think the characters are pretty flat. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like that we're not given much besides people believe it was like an actual medium's hand that was encased in porcelain and it has all these writings on it. And I, I'm just really like, I really hope they get a sequel because I just want to learn. I'm so interested in it. Like, who who is the one who set the parameters? Who is the one who figured out how long you could stay, like, as yourself a vessel before you can't close the door anymore? Um, hmm. Which is a whole other thing, too, because another part of the ritual is they light a candle, which opens the door. Very host. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. And then they have to oh. blow it out to, like, close the door. I, li I like the, the ritual part of that because it did yeah. remind me of when we were kids and we had the whole ritual of like starting the Ouija board. Like you had to, you know, yeah. whatever. You had to say you hello. The hand on the thing the same time and you say hello and you always have to say goodbye so that you close the portal and they can't get out. And I it's like, polite. Yeah, the familiarity <laughs> of kids. Um, yeah. I think that is really interesting though because they explain how the kids who own it got in possession of it but like is this an urban legend is that where the rules came from are there more rules that we don't know about that could help this go a little smoother i don't know i would like to know how long this thing has been circulating because it doesn't seem like it's ever going to stop no as humans we love to get high so we do and i don't blame mia for that because what do you do when you're going through a traumatic time she has this great line where she's explaining to riley after the party what the experience of the high was and she says that it's basically like she's in the passenger seat and someone is taking over and you know that that's all that she wants right now. She doesn't want to be a sad teen going through the loss of her mother. She wants someone else to take over and get her through this period. Yeah, it's... I like Mia as a character because Mia is extremely flawed mm -hmm. and both likable and unlikable all at the same time, which I really enjoy. Um... Dude, that end is such a gut punch, though. Uh, I have so many questions about, like, the afterlife in this universe. And, like, what in the movie was real and what in the movie was fake? Because there are certain things that it's very obvious towards the end. You're like, this is fake. But, like, we're... <sighs> Some of the ghosts must have been real. But at what point... Do the ghosts not become real? Or what point do the ghosts decide to start fucking with you? That's a really good point. Because since the very first possession scene where Mia is the first to use the hand, she becomes an unreliable narrator. Because what we learn throughout the story is that she has been seeing things. She's been seeing ghosts and demons and they're manipulating her mind. So we really don't know if any of this is real 
the way that she is telling it. There's also a um the scene where Mia decides that it's okay for Riley to use the hand despite everyone else saying it's not a good idea because it'd basically be like giving a kid heroin. Don't do that. Um, do you think, because when he uses it, the ghosts show him Mia's dead mom, do you think that was ever the mom? Or do you think because Mia is being haunted, they're manipulating her in that moment as well? I think their target was always Mia. Yeah. Like, once she exceeded that time, they're like, we need to get her. And I don't think they ever really cared about Riley, the brother. No, they <laughs> tried to kill him immediately. Um, his name's Riley, right? It is. It's easy. Now I just doubted myself. Uh, <laughs> so, because... I don't know, because, like, if it hadn't been for the sister coming back, he would have died. Mm-hmm. So, I... I think it was more, hmm, okay, maybe the ghost did want them both, but once Riley had that scene, uh, almost died, he wasn't going to connect with the hand anymore, and I think when they find the guy who had the hand before the guys we see in this movie, Mm -hmm. um, he does say that, like, without the connection, the ghost can only stay in for so long. You kind of wait it, wait it out and it will dissipate. So I right. think the ghost probably realized that and there's like, we do want Riley to die and we want Mia to die. So we'll use Mia to kill Riley and then Mia can kill herself. Yeah, I think that's why the ghosts were manipulating her so hard to try to help him. Which I do think like, you know, obviously this is a pers- person that she cares about she was trying to do good, but it just seemed like they wanted him so badly that they're going to manipulate Mia into thinking all of the wrong things are going to help him. And she's going to keep trying, you know, to get him to use the hand again when he's basically in a coma. Yeah. It's it's the whole, it's the kangaroo analogy. There's a, there's a scene towards the beginning where Mia and Riley drive up, on this kangaroo that is dying in the street clearly got hit by a car and it's like like not gonna survive and riley asked Mia, who's driving like can you just drive over it and end its misery because there's nothing else we can do and mia can't do it and she can't face it and she runs away so i think that speaks to her character do you think mia is the kangaroo I mean, I guess you could interpret it later, but I don't know if I would necessarily... I think it just speaks to her character and about how it's not until the very end can she actually do what's necessary, even though it's hard. Okay, that makes sense. My initial read of the kangaroo symbolism, which we don't get enough of in movies, by the way, (laughs) is that maybe she refuses to end the kangaroo's suffering because she's also refusing to end her own suffering or learn the truth about what actually happened to her mom. And unfortunately, suffering is addicting. We have all been there when we just want to wallow in self-pity and refuse to ever drag ourselves out of it. So it is really easy to empathize with Mia as well. But yeah, learning uh, the truth behind the death of Mia's mom is horrible for all of us involved, especially Mia. But I I think the movie does a good job of not hiding it. Mia's just completely in denial. Like when, as soon as they said she accidentally died on sleeping pills, I'm like, no, she didn't. One sleeping pill and you're good. How many did she take? Yeah, I was like, so... A scene in Memento when someone just accidentally keeps feeding them to her. I don't know what could have happened. My question is... So it's it's not an accident, but it also feels like an accident at the same time. Because I do think maybe she took those pills, regretted it, and she tries to get out of the room and she doesn't have the strength. And that's why she's got, oh, when you see her and she's got the stuff under her nails, the the splinters. 
it is very upsetting and it also puts her dad in this horrible position because mm-hmm. of the way that the mom tried to escape the room he can frame this as if it were an accident but he also has her suicide note that explicitly states that she was trying to do this on purpose and i think i don't want to blame the dad for letting mia's grief go on for so long but i think if he would have communicated and explained what happened then it could have given her some kind of closure and she would not have had to suffer and speculate for as long as she does I think they do a really good job in showing this immediate disconnect between Mia and her dad as well in the very first scene that you introduce him because she's doing the dishes. He keeps talking. The water's on. She can't hear him. And the sound design in that part is incredible. And I just really like how you can tell they don't really understand each other in this moment. I think they do such a good job with all of the characters and like, exactly where where they are at in this moment in time i could so relate to trying to watch this and someone talking to you i'm just like can you every fucking day and they know i can't hear them okay so i don't i think it was just my theater but i don't know what was going on with like this like the sound effects were turned up like crazy in my theater like there is a moment where someone gets hit with a pillow and it sounded like they got hit by a bag of cement. There were some sound effects that I was just like, I can't tell if this is the movie or the way the audio is set up in this theater. But it was like, Brandon and I looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck are you in those? What the fuck did they put in those pillows? <laughs> no, that happened during that scene in my theater as well. And I think it's just them kind of amplifying everything because... There's a few jump scares. The scares in general are pretty far between. So I think they needed some padding. So they're like, oh, we'll just have a big sound right here to like remind you. Oh, I didn't like okay. it. Sorry, backing up to uh, the very opening of the movie. Can we talk about that? Because the opening of this movie is insane. And it sets it, it sets the whole tone for the movie. And for the first, like, hour of the film, you feel relatively safe, but it's still lingering in the back of your mind that, oh, no, I'm not safe. I saw a guy stab himself in the head in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, the movie opens up on a party. It's the person who uh, had the hand before um, our ragtag group has it. And it's essentially just what Mia's probably would have become if she couldn't have stopped herself which is run out stab my brother then i'm gonna stab myself title i don't even know if it goes to title it might just go to mia i can't remember but uh yeah it's pretty intense it's definitely like slasher like big set scene right off the bat to get you into the movie let you know what you're getting be prepared and i like that they really don't tell you how these people relate to anything that happens until over an hour into the movie and then you connect the pieces but it's not disjointed in any kind of way i think the pacing of this movie is fantastic yeah no it's really good it's a good i can't imagine it being longer than an hour and a half it's just perfect rarely does a movie need to be longer than 90 minutes two hours okay three hours fuck you um i haven't seen yeah, not every if anyone's wondering i i don't think oppenheimer counts i think it's something like every freaking marvel movie that now comes out is like two and a half hours there's and I'm no just way like... i need to spend two and a half hours with ant-man i can barely stomach him for 90 minutes <laughs> just you personally with ant-man hanging out um no that'd be okay yeah i guess i should watch ant-man the new one at some point i just just... i don't think you need to i've heard it's real bad yeah anyway what else happens in this movie uh nothing that's it acting is great drug allegory is used well kangaroo i like the the ghosty images that was fun there's a lot of things you see only for like a fraction of a section a second which i think is really well done 
Mm-hmm. Um, I like the the wet woman. <laughs> Don't we all the like sop- the wet woman? The soppy, the soppy lady. <laughs> Uh, yep. who, who is latched on to Mia. Um, she reminds me of not anyone in particular, but like someone I would have found in a scary stories to tell in the dark book. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I do really like there's a sequence where Mia decides to speak to the dead about where Riley's like soul is because she has this theory that like maybe his soul isn't in his body anymore or something and so she sees this little girl goes to she's like I want to know where Riley is and little girl's like I can show you let me let me in or no I let you in and so she goes into the ghost which I still don't know if that was real or not I don't think it was if anything is real there's also this really mean conversation that Riley and her best friend, or not Riley, Mia and her best friend Jade have in the hospital, I think, where Jade's like, I hate that you forced yourself into my family. And like, that's so mean and out of character. I don't know if these people are actually acting this way or if this is them being manipulated or, you know, like her, um, Mia's mind being manipulated. There's just so much of it that I question that I'm really excited to see again with the hindsight of knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like that was a very real feeling on her friend's part because as much as they are very close, I definitely got that like she was she kind of forced herself into this family, especially when her mom died. And there's this there's part that like, although the actress who plays her friend Jade doesn't really state it until like the big blow up happens. There's this weird thing where Mia, the whole movie is like your boyfriend. I used to date him before. And she's like, you guys held hands. You guys didn't really date. And she just keeps bringing it up. And I was like, that is, that is somebody who is either jealous or who secretly feels like I had him first. He should still be mine. It was just a weird like toxic teenager kind of friend thing that happens well and it seems like she's jealous in both directions too yeah which makes it even more complicated because now your ex-boyfriend is dating your best friend and you feel like they're each taking that person away from you so i'm sure that's very complicated to navigate yeah um, and that's the thing that happens to teenagers that's also very real as well I like how they portray this entire group. It does feel very authentic. Do you think maybe the people that come, like the ghost, the spirits that come to the table mm-hmm. when the hand is activated, do you think they're any ghost? Or do you think there are people who have directly died because of the hand? I think it's the hand. I think specifically because of the last shot of the movie. I think it's people who have died because of the hand. And I think that the reason they're so angry is because they see that it's still being used. The thing that resulted directly in their death. I also think Mm. they're probably like Mia still very disoriented. And then they keep being called to partake in this stupid game. And that's why they get so angry and vengeful. Yeah, because Mia's almost existing in, like, a void. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, a light at the end of the tunnel? Nope. It's... Light at the end of the hand! Oh, no! And it's so sad, too, because she's in this big dark void. She sees a light, she sees a hand reaching out to her, and probably thinks, oh, maybe this is someone coming to save me. And then you're right back where you started or how you got into this mess it's very sad i think it's sad because it seems like i'm ready to move on i get to finally be with my mom oh god and no you're stuck in this infinite loop of this dumbass kids party game yeah i don't think that was ever her mom i don't know if i said that but i really don't think i i don't know because 
Riley is the one who sees her and he's really hesitant. She's like, just keep doing it. But we don't know what he sees. He could he could actually see her mom and like not know how to react. Mm-hmm. Um or maybe he just saw another ghosty and when the ghost finally like took over, was like, Oh, I know what I know what I'm gonna pretend to be. It I don't could know. Be. I think there are a couple reasons why I don't think it was. And it's because the only times that we do see the mom ghost is through Mia's perspective, but she keeps getting wetter. So it just seems like the first ghost that possessed me. The soppy ghost. Yeah, the sopping wet ghost is the one manipulating this. But there's also later... Um, the ghosts manipulate Mia to the point where she thinks her dad isn't her dad and she ends up stabbing him in the neck with a pair of scissors which uh, I think he survives because thankfully Jade finds him in time they wouldn't have shown him alive if he didn't survive no you see him at the end when she's disoriented walking through the hospital but there's a line where the ghosts are trying to convince Mia that if she kills her dad then he'll be with the mom and they'll all be together and take care of him but she phrases it where she says like yes we will all take care of him you're like oh you and your horde of demons in there okay i don't i don't think this is my mom anymore so it's so trustworthy skeptical uh yeah ghost is trustworthy well (laughs) she was sucking on that boy's toes it just made me kind of think less yeah um i also don't remember the last movie i saw where someone tried to rip their own eye out of their head so that was fun oh my god okay i want to talk about riley's possession scene just in general it reminds me so much of that that scene from hereditary Uh, where the son like hits his head on the desk um oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay um do you think this it was Paymon? Is... Was it Paymon? It could have been. My boyfriend, I... Paymon? It was his boyfriend, Paymon? My boyfriend! It was your boyfriend? Congrats. Yeah, thank you. I guess. Um you know he's a god? Is he? I can't That's remember. cool. <laughs> Thanks. I don't want to meet him. Rude. I'm sorry. But... Riley's possession scene is, I think, the midpoint of the movie, and it is horrifying. That's all I want to say. I'm trying yeah, to... Yeah, I, I did not expect that at all, because I thought it was going to be... As soon as you see her... Like, I guess it was from watching the trailers, I got de- <laughs> deceived. No, I just thought the movie was going to be more focused on her, that being her... But the fact that, like, Riley was the one that, like, started... <laughs> we practically almost killed himself if it had not been for his sister running in the room and literally throwing her hand down and letting it break to save him from smacking his head on the corner of the shelf. I really like that direction, too, because it not only shows, with the drug allegory, the damage that Mia is doing to herself and her own psyche, but about how enabling the people around her and encouraging them to partake in the same behavior is going to affect them as well. Like your actions don't only affect you. And I understand her wanting him to participate to maybe make herself feel like what she is doing is safe. Be like, no, if a kid can handle it, obviously I'm right for doing it. Uh, I think that was definitely the turning point for everyone when they went, oh no, this is really dangerous and could kill us all. But uh, the actual like choreography and like stunt work in that scene. So good. It's horrifying. It's like it's so viscerally good. upsetting. Yeah. There's a lot of blood, a lot of, a lot of flesh, a lot of eyes. Oh my God. I'm so glad that they didn't let him rip out his own eyeball. But he started to. He got in there pretty deep. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. He had, I assume, not significant brain damage. I mean, well, by the time that they show Mia at the end of the movie in her like little days, I don't know how to describe this 
um, in her fever dream of entering the void. He yeah, seems she's passing over. Yeah. One time? Um, when but that's I... if you think it's real. Anything she sees at that point is real. Wait, can I tell you a completely irrelevant story real fast? Oh my god, yes, tell me. Okay, so when I had first started testosterone, I was working at the UPS store, and I had worked at the Giant Eagle, like two doors down, for years and years before that. And this old lady, who was a regular customer, came into the UPS store, and she saw me. And she looked at my coworker, and she went, is he, um, you know, crossing over? And I just thought that was the funniest fucking way to ask someone if I was transitioning. Transitioning, like, crossing over. <laughs> oh, I love that. I thought it was really funny. But um, I've been thinking about that for days as well. Is anything that Mia saw while she is dying real? Did she actually end up saving anyone? I don't know. I I do think... I don't know if her, like, view of her, like, Jade's family was real. I do think Riley survives, because I think it makes sense that without the thing to tether, um, over time it kind of dissipates, mm -hmm. so the ghost can't hold on anymore. I believe that. Um, which is why they were so, like, gung-ho about her killing him, because if that were not the case where they dissipate, they wouldn't have cared. They wouldn't have, like, just go kill your dad and kill yourself. We'll have Riley get better than kill someone else. It's fine. What's the phrase that they keep saying, too? They're like, if the ghosts are in you when you die, then they don't die, or something. They explain they they, the they get trapped with you. Okay. So so if you die with one of the spirits in you, you're essentially trapped in the same void together. Okay. So, so where is where's the sopping wet ghost? Maybe she's on the other side of the planet with a, a the different hand. Maybe there's another hand, and that's what the sequel will be about. This is going to be the like the odd fellows. There's going to be like the odd couple. There's going to be an I uh, oh, like a nice weird void about. apartment having to live together. Oh, the hands live together. Oh, I thought you meant the universes no. would be like one's a really fun ghost time, and they got the bad. I, I meant, I meant because if you die with the ghosts, you're stuck in the same void. So it's gonna be me and the sopping ghost, and they're gonna uh, be in their apartment, and Mia's gonna be like, "You left the bathtub running again." Womp womp. Yeah, that's why she's so wet all the time. She's like, oh, I had a moisturize. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that would I'm... be nice to like visit Mia and the ghost lady in their void and see how they get along and gets more backstory as to why she loves sucking on toes so much. I think there's a very good chance there's there's more than one hand. I think it would but make sense. We'll I mean, everybody's two. got two at some point normally. Not everybody. No, not everybody, but normally. So we could okay. have what the hand is a I think the hand's a, a right hand, right? I don't know. Or is it? No, they always reach out with the right hand, so it's a left hand. So we need that. It doesn't matter. If I were arm wrestling you with my right? left hand, you would have to wrestle me with your left hand. So if they're. I think it's, it's a right, right hand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, glad we solved that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a very good chance there's. There's two hands out there, but we'll see. Maybe there's a foot. Oh God, um, I hope not. I hate feet. I I love the just the fact that you have to like. It's very Ouija board where like you put your hands on the um, what they call it, a planchette. In this one, you have to literally like hold hold it and shake hands with it. Like hello, yeah. ghosty. I love the top of the morning. Oh yeah, tip my hat to you. The lady. Um, yeah, there's something just very welcoming about a handshake. So it really is like letting them in. I like it. Yeah. Do you think solid that there will be a sequel? I don't think yeah. it's necessary at all. What do you think? They've the already sequel... said that if they get if they get money, they want to make a sequel. Okay. So if huh. it does well, they're going to make a sequel, which means they have more more stories and i think they want to explore the lore more i do hope that they find a way to include 
the cast of this. I like at the end of the movie, I saw apparently the entire concept of the film was made by the cast. So it seemed like everyone had a pretty big part in every aspect of the movie. And I like that. I think that makes a very well-oiled machine. And obviously it worked because the movie turned out great. I really hope they make a sequel. I really like this movie. I'm excited to see what else um, they get up to. I'll have to check out their YouTube channel. I've never really heard about them until this came out. So I'm excited to kind of dive in a little. Let me know how it is because I'm not going to do that. I have other (laughs) stuff to do. I'm busy. Um, Me too. Yeah, you're busier than I am. I think maybe I'm... Ah! Don't panic. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, How did I end up with so many things? Anyway, any other other parting thoughts? I think that was everything. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah. So talk to me. It's in theaters now. It's probably near you. I think it has a wide release. Uh, Go see it. It's very good. Yeah. What are we doing uh, next time? That's a good question. I have no idea. Okay. Um, Hypothetically, if we get all the the parts and pieces together, then we're going to have another short story episode. And if not, look out for another bonus episode of us rambling because blame the executives. Blame Paramount and Warner Brothers and whoever else they're ruining our lives um yeah just you know pay your writers and actors it's like the bare minimum that they are asking for (laughs) just pay them on time could you imagine working a job and then not getting paid for three months no i don't think that's ever happened to me workers are not valued i hope everyone goes on strike i hope this starts a whole revolution because you know this planet is not livable at least america it's not great cost of living it's way too high yeah now i'm gonna go try to find me a severed porcelain medium hand to release some stress what good that would do you when we already have heroin and cocaine and meth you could just pick one of those instead i thought you were gonna say when we have our cute little baby angel well, we've got trying to point to your oh, screen. My little guy. Oh, Ghostface. <gasps> oh. Well, we've got my yeah. little guy. What do you think his phrase would be if you wanted to commune with him? I don't know. I don't want to say it while I'm holding him. No, I communicate with him. Look how nice he is. So handsome. Uh, his face is just Talk dead-eyed. And that's going to be it for this week's episode of Horrorstruck. You can follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at Pod or over on Facebook at Podcast. And guess what, guys? We're on Patreon now. So if you want to support us and to become part of our horror family, click the link down below. And as always, stay spooky. Bye. Bye.